Hey, well, good morning all. Welcome to the Common Good Podcast. Uh, it's Thursday, June 18th. Uh, June 18th. June 8th. <laughs> not yet. Not, not, not yet. yet. June 8th. Um, and uh, we're here with my astrophysicist, Paul Wallace, on account of the fact that it's Thursday. Here we go. Thursdays, we have a chance to talk. Paul, you're a astrophysicist, professor, pastor, uh, uh, birder. Uh, how, how are things going in the uh, with the summer months being off? And to all the teachers oh. and professors and people that do our education system, congratulations on getting to summer. Uh, yeah, thank you. How's it going for you? It's, 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 it's great. I love this time of year. Um, I'm one of these professors who really loves college campuses when there's no students. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. It's roomy. Yeah. Uh, the, the yeah. No, it's nice because I've got, I've got stuff to do. I'm not, I'm, I'm not just, uh, you know, but I, it's kind of on my own schedule, you know, mm-hmm. and I can mm-hmm. just wear jeans. You know, I can just wear sloppy clothes every day and hmm. uh, don't have to shave, but once every three days, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, so it's really nice. It's lovely. Yeah. And I just got back from the beach, uh, visited my daughter who lives down on the, uh, coast of Georgia in a town called Brunswick, uh, just north of the Georgia-Florida line down there. Wow. Uh, and uh, went to the beach and had a good old time. Lovely. Saw so, some birds. So when uh, when school is not in session, you wander around like an art professor, huh? All, That's exactly what I do. And, yeah, they get to do that. They get to do it all the time. The art professors are always my favorite to sort of see moving about campus. Uh, and still, yeah. when, you, when you're wandering around a campus, you're like, I think that person teaches pottery. <laughs> they're, they're they're living the dream as a as a professor yeah i've got a, a dear friend who lives right by the observatory here and she's an art professor and she looks like an art professor like you see her yeah yeah she's an art yeah. professor and she, I mean, she's always walking back and forth right by my office here but yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. art professor yeah that's the way that's the way it all should be we should all be able to dress like an art professor uh all right paul so we're gonna uh so doug padgett minneapolis weather's Terrific, beautiful summer. We're just off to a raging start with a glorious summer here in Minnesota. Happy to hear it. For for someone like me, I I like hot weather. It's been upper 80s, low humidity. Just Wow, upper 80s. Like living in Denver. Yeah, really lovely. Wow, good for you. Yeah. Down here, it's overcast. It's uh, highs in the, probably not as high as yours, probably highs in the mid to low 80s. Oh, yeah. But it's overcast and... Right now, it feels really good outside. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's uh, nine o'clock in the morning. It feels really good. Yeah, it feels good to me outside uh, right now as well. So that's great. Those of you living out in the East Coast and other places where now you're getting the heavy uh, uh, fire smoke smoke from the fires in Canada. I know the sky and the smog and the air quality is quite low. Paul, I think a lot about how like now we know when the sky turns orange. I don't know if this happens down in in your part of Georgia. Do you yeah. get the forest fire? Uh, effect not really I, I think it's just too wet down here we get our summer storms and even i mean this is it's just one of the wetter part of the parts of the country yeah well have you seen what it does to the skies up here i mean it's it oh yeah it doesn't it do the same thing there that it does in manhattan this yes. completely orange weird yeah it, it bends and refracts that light and just and the sunset sometimes can look incredible but you get this kind of strange haze and but the sky often just becomes unusual and i just think about the people who lived in these areas before we had an idea what was going on it's just like, <laughs> no i don't know every once in a while in june the sky just goes orange once every eight years five yeah, years know. just, just yeah. sort of just sort of and they probably have had some uh myths you know wrapped up in that 
you you are you are not going to get by without a without an explanation of that thing. Like someone's going to say, "What do you think that is?" No, no one's just going to get by with. I don't know. They're not clouds. I've seen clouds. These are not clouds. This is. This they make is me cough. And yeah. and I don't know. I mean, I have a hard time right now understanding how smoke stays smoke up in the jet stream or wherever it is that it's moving around and doesn't just blow away. It's still confusing to me that. Anything that stays together in the sky, I've realized is, is just something that I'm accepting. <laughs> well, it will blow that. away. It just takes a while. Yeah, it's moved from Minnesota. It's moved from Canada, like into the United States, and then across the United States, and somehow it's you know I don't. Know. It's just like was- currents in the ocean. There's very distinct currents up in the upper atmosphere, and and in the lower atmosphere for that matter. You know, jet streams and so forth. I mean, there are definite currents that are pretty pretty stable over time. What's the, okay, I know I, we keep doing this and then I keep saying things like, well, we need to get on some meteorologist, but what, what is it that keeps the bottom of that? Like the ocean, I understand sort of how that, how that water moves, but in the sky, what keeps the bottom supported so that it all stays up there in the jet stream and doesn't just, you know, descend due to gravity? Well, I mean, the atmosphere is denser down below, just like the ocean water is. So it's just okay. the lower atmosphere that keeps it supported. Oh, see, it was there. You go. That makes sense. There you go. Now, if someone's read, read the title of our conversation today, "Flat Earthers and What's Got Them," why, why are there why is there a raised, rising number of these people? And they hear my questions, they might think I am one. I'm not. Uh, I'm just perplexed often. By You're just flat people. curious. Is that right, Doug? <laughs> flat curious. Uh, I don't believe in a flat earth, but at my age, I do believe in a flat butt because I have lost every <laughs> bit of my butt. It's just a straight board back there. I mean, there's hardly a belt that can keep my pants on anymore. Almost, Your legs just come to an end, right? <laughs> right into my rib cage. Uh, uh, all right. quite a visual image. Thank you for we, that. We have, we have joked and talked a lot about uh, flat earthers and, because it just seems to be one of those one of those enigmas. Like, how on earth can there be people who don't believe the Earth is a sphere? It's certainly not a perfect circle, yeah. but okay. But a lot of people don't. And so, as I was looking at some bunch of articles and research on this, because people take it seriously, I was stunned, Paul. I was stunned to find out that uh, in you know, as they say in recent surveys. So this is now going to sound, you know, like a news program or maybe family feud. Um, in recent surveys, 11% of Americans across the board don't believe that they believe that the earth is, is not a sphere. So they actually believe that it's flat. They're not like, it's not like 11% is kind of like, as I said, flat curious, just kind of like, well, well maybe, maybe it is, maybe it's Okay. Flat. So this is what's... Mm, I haven't looked at the studies all that closely. Either way, it's, it's a high number. I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm just trying it's to get clear. I think it might be people who are willing to say, I'm not sure the earth is a sphere around. Okay. Maybe they're not people who are willing to say it's flat. But that okay. might, I, I, don't, yeah. I think there's not much of a difference there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, We're maybe splitting hairs here. Yeah, that's, so that's one in nine yeah, people. I think it's, it's not a triangle. Yeah. So <laughs> in some ways you could say to yourself, Okay, that's not very many. Ninety percent. I mean, another way to say that is that's 90% that's a lot. That, is, that that's one, you know, look at nine people out there randomly selected. That's one of them. One out of nine. Of of that's a lot. That's a lot. I think yeah. that's a huge number for the year twenty twenty three. Sure. Yeah. 
Which or you look this at, year, yes. You look at 50 states and you think, you know, we've got a whole half of a state somewhere that doesn't believe in. Oh, we know we have like five states. states. Well, state I we guess, I guess, you know, if they're equally populated. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so, so there's, uh, let's be conservative and say there's 200 million adults. So that, that's 20 million people, at least 20 to 30 million people in America. Yeah. You, you start doing the numbers and you're like, well, that's more than, and you, more than a lot of other groupings of people. It's a big number. Here's, here's what's more disturbing. So it's population of Florida. Think of it that way. Think of it that way. Okay, let's just let's just say Florida. People who live in Florida don't believe it. <laughs> Maybe there's a concentration of them down there. Not true. Uh, and one third of eighteen to twenty-four year olds don't believe the Earth is a sphere. Nearly thirty-three percent of eighteen to twenty-four year olds are like, yeah, I'm not totally convinced on that. Well. If the children are the future, of, Paul, where this is going, I got way. I got a lot of work to do, don't I? <laughs> and and I will say it is a it it this whole like flat Earth movement. We'll talk about it. We'll, you know, give it its due here for for a bit. It's really new, and it's actually a response to like modernism from the you know movements from the eighteen hundreds, maybe eighteen forties, and then rebirthed in the nineteen twenties. And it's a new. It's not as if people are still holding on to old ideas. Right. Like, oh, well, yeah, right. people have always thought the earth was flat. People right. have assumed, have believed that the earth is a sphere of some sort for almost yeah. as long as we've been keeping human records. And that's what we've been, been taught in school for the last 300 years. All manners of schools. Right. Yeah. Right. Every school child in the world basically has been taught that. So in there's some something point. afoot. Uh, right. Something's going on here that has people uh, thinking about this in some in some new ways. And as we suspected, and we've joked about this for a decade of talking about it. It's all tied up in the other kind of non-science and conspiracy theory stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, this is from studies of people who have done actual formal survey study kind of stuff. But also people that like go to the conferences, they have whole conferences on flat earth and spend time yeah. with people and yeah. watch the YouTube videos. Oh, I've, 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 I've done the, I've done the deep YouTube dive on this you topic. I, I, I've seen the conferences. I know what you're talking about. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I, I have not, I like YouTube too much. Uh, I get too much benefit <laughs> out of it to want to see that, that happening there, you know, it's a, you sort of can't unsee it. And if I see it in my YouTube, break, <laughs> yeah, exactly. make me sad. All right. So, Paul, here's uh, I saw an analysis that I liked a lot, and it, it basically okay. gave three general rationales for why this belief system is alive and well today in our in, in our modern world. Like what, okay. what are the modern arguments for this? Not like modern uh, modern arguments or modern reasons for this resurgence. The, Good point. This. Modern conditions, I think, is how they would okay. Uh, okay. Should probably conditions describe this. for this um, movement. Yeah, okay. For this movement. One of those is religion. Religion. All right. God. Right. Like. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I got so it. Lot, uh, a lot of things there inside the, 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 the Judeo-Christian-Islamic world have some teachings that people really want to hold to. And they feel right. that modern science is from, you know, astrophysics to uh, biology, 
uh, right on through to, you know, earth sciences are all trying to attack the notion of God. So sometimes a lot of these people are starting with an argument about God and then having to move forward to defend any attack on God. Right. So, so that, which I don't know, there's that. Okay. Okay. The second is, and I think this is really interesting that many of the people in this world are suspicious of the ruling elites and believe that they're trying to take control of people by telling them knowledge that's not true and knowledge is power and they're trying to do this thing where the all that just conspiracy just conspiracy i mean oh no it's a particular kind of conspiracy theory it's it's one where the the intelligentsia the elite are um yeah trying to what a weird way to do it though right what a weird way oh the earth is round what's what's the win that's this is the thing i don't get about this what's the win if you think the earth is flat and what do you think the win is if you're trying to convince people this is one thing i've always thought about the flat i mean you know anti-vaxxers you can kind of see where they're coming from they think their children are have been uh, have autism because of vaccinations you know people who are um anti you know, uh, you know, refuse to believe in global warming, probably have economic interests, you know, or something like that, or they Mm -hmm. just don't want to change. Mm -hmm. But what is the win here? What is the payoff? I don't get it. I'm exact. I know exactly. I don't know what the payoff is other than to feel like they got the secret knowledge that nobody else has. Yep. It's a turn of the tables on the, on the man, basically. That's right. It seems like it's a battle over, over that. It's a battle over who's going to, who has the, who has the power because knowledge is power. Exactly. And when you watch, I I think that's all that it is. And I I think there's even a documentary. Isn't there a documentary about flat earthers and so on? And you kind of dig in and you get this. Uh, Yeah. there, There was a big documentary that came out a few years ago about, a guy who believes a Catholic splinter group. And uh, the, the guy thinks the earth is spherical, but also thinks it's motionless and in the center of the universe. Okay. I mean, they, they come in all colors, well, you know, you know, that's a good point. I guess we should say that generally mm, clustered together in what some people maybe like us would call flat earth folks are people that just don't buy the whole way that modern science is talked about the universe. <laughs> right, yeah. right. So it's like, how is it constructed? Where did it come from? How is it laid out? Because it's very rare that you meet somebody who's like, no, look, I believe in the big bang and everything. And I believe in modern evolution. And I think that, you, but I'm also a flat earther. Like you don't tend yeah, to, yeah, right, 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 it's right. a, it's right. a whole cluster that, right. Of, of ideas that, that all kind of come together. And, um, and then this, and the thing about the ruling elites argument and their, the fear of, of the elites, those people are not comfortable being called anti-science. They, huh. much like the anti-vaxxers and the ah, uh, right. others, are saying there's other science that you're right. not listening to. Right. Th- this so, is also a feature of like young earth creationism. Like, there you go. You know, there's there's real science, which they happen to know. And then there's you know, bad science, which is like what I would be teaching my students and what you learned in school, you know, uh, yeah, taught, right. What they taught right. me in school, what they, nobody bad mouth science. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's no, right. Nobody bad mouth science as a concept. Yeah. Um, and, 
and, and that's an, I mean, I guess there are some fundamentalists who just bad talk science, you know, whatever, small sliver somewhere. But yeah. even the people who progressively minded folks like me tend to say, oh, there's just this anti-science movement. They don't identify as anti-science. They don't right. say I'm against science, right? Right. And I think it's just important in any of these conversations. It doesn't help us to attribute motives and rationale and uh, reasons mm -hmm. that a person doesn't agree with about you know about themselves. Right. So if, if you right. say to someone, "Well, you're just anti-science," and they say, "I'm not anti-science," I think you're you're better off to just start with another. Pers perspective, yeah, right. perspective of that person, assuming right. that they're not anti-science, because right. I don't know, you're not going to, you're not going to feel any better. They're not going to get anywhere. It's, um, it doesn't go anywhere, yeah. bad rationale and motives to people. Right. You, you just stay confused for yeah. a very, for a very long and time. And you alienate them and nothing ever, you, you never actually even get off the ground. And this last, this last one. So if the first one's kind of religion, God, it's a general attack yeah. on God. And how do we replace God? How do we uh, get God back in the place where God should, should be in the, in the world? Um, it's just parenthetically also, it's just like, wh why does God need so much help? Uh, I just, it's, <laughs> I, part of me wonders if it's because they don't actually believe in God and they're trying to there you go. That might be. I mean, that's just, a God that that's really deeply cynical your, of me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really, the impression I get. Your view of God is, uh, you, you know, we, we all, uh, many of us have worked for a long time to try to replace <coughs> ang angry old man in the sky narrative of God, you know, that sort of myth mythological Zeus throwing a fi uh, lightning bolt. Um, but a lot of people, their view of that God in the sky is more of a dawdling old codger that can't really get yeah. God stuff done in the world and really yeah, needs but, a lot of you help. Know, you mentioned Zeus and the lightning bolts and maybe, maybe it's fear that God will strike them down if they oh. say something that's, you know, wrong or something that they under, you know, you know what I mean? Like God's waiting for them to, to blow it. God's waiting yeah. for them to, to make a mistake. So they're really trying to toe the line. And so they, you know, yeah, really, I, I've been watching two different know. TV shows, both of which have sort of had their final episodes, or one of them maybe. One one of them is called Succession. Do you know? Do you watch the show Succession? No, I've heard of it though. Heard it's good. Glory be. Uh, and the other one is Ted Lasso. Do you watch Ted Lasso? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't okay. seen the last. I haven't seen season four. So, oh, well, I I loved it. I know some people because it's gotten real popular, so people are now like, oh, it's totally lost. Yeah, right, 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 yeah. right. Uh, yeah. But it's great, I think. <laughs> So some people have a, a view of God that's like Logan Roy from Succession. Don't make sense to people who've watched the show and not just imagine a very mean, spiteful character that can never be pleased. And other people have a view of God that's more like Ted Lasso. And they're like, yeah, hey, right. Let's have short memories. Let's uh, let's encourage each other. Let's keep going. <laughs> short memories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goldfish. You know, the whole goldfish thing. Uh, oh, yeah, right. yeah. So, God, oh, yeah. so God is one of them. There's a hapless yep, God. God's that needs one. A lot, that needs a lot of help. The ruling elites, and then this third, which we've sort of been inching at here, are the is the argument of being free thinkers with your own science and math that actually can mm. be replicated by you. And here's what I find interesting about this argument: why I think free, why, why I think the flat Earth world has some attraction to people. When the world becomes so complicated that they're like, well, yeah. There's a computer or there's a, a, a language that you don't know. You don't know how to do this kind of math with all these fancy symbols to explain the world. They're like, 
no, no, no. As a free thinker, I, I can do my homemade experiments. I can use my own. I'm not going to, I'm not outsourcing this to some elites that know this, right. which is a little different than the elites are trying to control us. It's a free thinker movement. Right, right. And that's the part that's really, right. that when I huh. realized, and, and I, now that I know my, you know, people that I know who hold to these kinds of views, that is how they talk about it. Uh, Yabitz puts in the, in the chat, they'll say things like, uh, I've done my own research. Now, now this yeah, is just true. Right, yeah. Lots of conspiracy theories yeah. kind of use this, but the, I don't know. That's kind of curious, right? You have a religious motivation for explaining the world. You have a fear that there's people that are trying to deceive you. And if you do your own research, you just might end up finding out that the things you've been told are not true. Yeah. And we live in a world where a lot of people are pretty sure the stuff they've been told isn't true. You know, now, I don't think it should go as far as, you know, the, the shape of the, the planet yeah. Yeah. And, and how the cosmos is structured. But boy, that, that, I don't know, it makes a little more sense to me when you realize that people have these. these so these so it's kind of, of an, it's kind of an empowering thing. You know, it's a positive and that's in that third sense. It's a that third reason. It's kind of a positive. I mean, it's, you know. I can figure this out. I can do my own digging and yeah. You yeah. Know. You're not, you're, you're not left to somebody else having to sort of, you know, explain it to you. And, and I know we do this a lot here on this, on this conversation where I'm like, okay, again, like that just is mind blowing. I know it's true, but there yeah. is a, a sense in which the common sense, no, not the common good, but common sense isn't sufficient for a lot of things. Oh right? gosh. Yes, yes, yes. And that's one of the things that like my physics majors learn that it's just, yeah, it's not what's yeah. Yeah. The world. In is fact, not inter introductory physics students learn that too, that, that it's not what they think that, that the world is different than, than, than their intuition tells them. Okay. So, so let's talk about that. We've talked about that in bits and pieces as we go, unless you have more that you want to say specifically about the flat earthers and uh, no, I, I, there, there's uh, um, uh, actually uh, two things I wanted to say. One is about on the religion side. Um, I mean, you have to give the people with religious motivation some credit, because if you actually read Genesis 1, it is a straightforward description of the creation of a flat earth. I mean, that's what's being described really? in Genesis 1. Huh. Yes, absolutely. Well, yeah. How, how I wish so? I could draw a picture of it for you, but basically it, it's, it, it's, um, the world is basically, uh, like a hemispherical dome. Yeah. There's water everywhere. There's water throughout just on into infinity, basically every direction. I see. But inside there's this, there's this hemispherical dome, which is the sky, the firmament. I see like a, whole, like a snow globe, kind like of. a snow, globe, like half of a snow globe. Yeah, yeah, exactly like a snow globe. Yes, thank you. Yeah. And and the Earth is on the bottom of is is on the on the sort of on the bottom of the snow globe. There's waters above, and when the windows of heaven open, the waters from above pour down, and that's rain. And there's it's waters from below. To me. And and so I, I would be nice to draw you a picture. But you Google it, you can find sort of look up. Um, well, I got a snow globe in my mind right now, and it's making a lot more sense about how the, yeah, uh, how the water stays up. Ancient, still, floating water, Paul. Floating water is still one of the great mysteries of my days. Clouds, that water floats <laughs> until it doesn't. Just... So, so anyway, it's, it's, it's like that. And uh, if you look up ancient Israelite cosmology, it'll show you, you'll find a thousand pictures of what I'm talking about. So, I mean, in other words, that what I'm trying to say is that the religious 
people, at least they have that on their side, that that is what's actually being described in, in Genesis 1. So people are saying, them saying, hey, people have held to these old traditions, these old understandings yeah. and ideas, and maybe they, maybe they serve us, maybe they serve yeah. us well. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's that. I want to say that. And also, um, I mean, I was a little surprised that the internet was not on that list of three things. It wasn't a fourth because internet, I think really made a lot of it possible. It made it possible for people with weird sort of niche ideas to connect with other people with niche ideas without mm -hmm. fear of embarrassment. And, and so all, you know, I, I really think over the last 20 years, the reason for a lot of these little weird movements popping up all over the place. Yeah. And this one is not so little perhaps, but uh, is, is because of this, you know, it's ironic because when our internet first came out, you remember back in the nineties, they were like, Oh, everybody will have all the information of, 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 of science and literature and art at their fingertips. It'll be yes. this blossoming of human knowledge and creativity. And, but with the, the, the effect has oftentimes been the opposite is that people silo themselves off into these little, and, you know, just like the media, yeah. just like the news, you know, all these other little news organizations that popped up that specialize mm -hmm. in, very narrow uh, ideologies, yeah. um, you know? So I yeah. think the internet's kind of made this kind of thing really, really, you know, uh, prepared the soil for this kind of thing. Yeah, right. And, or maybe just didn't help solve the problem that we thought it should solve because previous yeah. to the internet being as ubiquitous as it is to a lot of people now, there were just other people in control of information that were lying to people about things. <laughs> like, right. Like it, the world book, the world book people. Yeah. People used to tell the truth inside the system. That was a little bit more information limited. Yeah. Uh, no, they were telling people things that also were not, uh, were not true intentionally for all kinds of reasons. So, yeah, I mean, I guess the fact that human pursuit of human knowledge has not led people to the same conclusions all the time. Right. Right. And I, and one thing I will say also is that I spent the weekend uh, at the coast and I actually did this. I always take my binoculars with me, you know, for birds. And I watched several different ships disappear over the horizon because we were near a port. The port of Brunswick is right there and several ships were coming and going and you see them disappear. And when they disappear, they disappear whole first, you know, they, cause they're going over the curve of the earth. Yeah. And so you see, they don't disappear to a point, right? The, the, the lower part of the ship disappears first. And the last thing you see are the masts of the big container ships, you know, because, uh, because it's, the earth is curving away. And so you, that's how the ship disappears. And, and you can do this yourself. You don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> it's, right. In other words, Aristotle knew this. Aristotle knew this in 300 BC. How, how do, do you know what I mean? flat earthers, they must have a, quick I'm, response to that. I'm right? sure they do because every problem is just just a chance to come up with some new some new explanation. I, mean, I don't I know. I guess the, ar the argument the the, of the snow globe kind of thing is that there is some little uh, there's some arch to it. There's, I mean, it's not flat, flat, like you know. I don't I, I, honestly, I've never it's a seen. Disc. Isn't, it, isn't that the thing? It's like a disc. Yeah, and it's, got it's basically water, a disc. It's got yeah, water on yeah. the sides, and so yeah, exactly. Sort of could sort of explain explain that yeah um so in okay. other words it doesn't, it doesn't you don't have to have like a phd in you know astronomy to to notice this you you can do it this weekend at the beach if you want to if if you were to uh 
if you were to take a look at the, you know, Google, like, hey, what do flat earthers believe and think and so on? One of the stories that'll come up is this person that apparently in Australia tried to do something on the news where they wanted to prove with a gyroscope that the earth was, was not in motion. Uh, and then it turned out that the gyroscope said the earth was in motion and, <laughs> and it's sort of a, you know, an epic fail, uh, yeah. kind of, kind of experiment. So I'm sure there's, you know, all kinds of times where people would be like, well, this just proves it. But these flat earthers must have things that they're saying like, no, no, no. Yeah. But here's another thing. Is there, are, are there any arguments you feel like are still outstanding unsolved or unsatisfactorily described where you'd say, you know, they have a point here where we're still a little shady on this. No, no, I don't. because I I really don't. I've never heard one. And a few years ago I did do a very deep dive and I, and and there's two things that I learned from this deep dive, Mm -hmm. this deep YouTube dive. One of them is that some of the arguments are actually, you got to think about them a little bit. There was this argument some guy made about he was on one of the Hawaiian islands and he could see it. He could see either the next one on the chain or maybe the one, the second one away in the chain or something like that. And his mm-hmm. argument was that I shouldn't be able to see this if the earth mm-hmm. were curved. Mm-hmm. And it kind of worked out until I realized that what he was looking at was actually just the top of the peak of the volcano of uh. that island. But it took me a little bit of reckoning to figure. I remember it took me longer than I thought it would to mm-hmm. figure out why that argument didn't work. So some of the arguments, if you kind of want to believe it in the first place, yeah, and you kind of don't really want to do a whole lot of critical thought, uh, are convincing. Um, but the second thing I learned, and this is actually, I think, pretty important. Um, I watched some of these clips, some of these you know talks that they gave at these conferences. Not just, you know, the, the reporter wandering around the lobby at all the, you know, all, all the displays, you know, asking these people questions, but some of the actual events inside where they had, you know, scheduled mm-hmm. speakers and so forth. And I was actually a little bit comforted because um, even the big time speakers, when they get up there and they start talking they make no sense at all. I mean, they really don't make any sense. So it's not like these are perfectly rational people with this one sort of like what you know, the real Trump rally. It just, you know, it yeah. just, it, there was just, there was no, like this guy spoke for 15 minutes and there was no progression of thought. There was no like, you know, stepwise thinking. There was no logic of any sort that I could detect. Oh, really? And his yeah. individual sentences didn't make that much sense. So I think the real hardcore people, are actually just what I think about them is that they're really, really intelligent, but they've never had any formal education at all. Like oh. none. They, they seem like third grade dropouts who are actually really natively intelligent. Hmm. That's what, that's the impression I get. Well, that's um, an interesting way to think about it. So it's not unintelligent people, idiots, fools. It's something else. It's people that, that, that are... was my impress. That was my impression, and and that's actually my impression of a lot of conspiracy theory theory yeah. people is that they really have you know active minds, you know, but they're just never they've never been taught how to create arguments or how to actually ask fruitful questions and pursue them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of the impression I get. 
Um, well, but, I, that, I but, but, but they made no sense. And so it was, it was, it was a little bit, it, it made me feel a little better about the situation that these are just totally, you know, yeah. One of our operating assumptions around our work with people who differ with us, because that's something we do and help people transition their thinking and believing and so on. And that's when, when you're in that work, uh, it's, it's kind of like education where you're trying to help people learn and grow and develop. But when you're working with people who are really trying to say like, I'm trying to unlearn something or I'm trying to shift my perspective. Like I've realized I have some views that don't serve me well anymore and I don't want to, I have to detangle myself from those views mm -hmm. and take on new ones. That that's a different kind of work. You know, that's yeah. more like what therapists and coaches, personal yeah. coaches, well, life coaches are doing right. They're like, you know, I, I, I do that every fall in physics. <laughs> People think, and I'm not going to get into deeply into the physics here, but I'll, I'll, I'll state it as simply as possible. People think that things move because there's forces on them. People think things move because forces are acting on them. That is not true. Of course we do. Oh, okay. The, the motion, the motion of things, changes in motion are the result of forces, not motion itself. So motion is the default. People think their intuition tells them that when the force is bigger, the, the velocity will be higher. That's that force, that forces create speed. That forces create motion. They don't. <laughs> it's a deeply counterintuitive thing. And what you're talking about, I know what you're talking about because I have to deconstruct that wrong idea before I can replace it, before we can work together to replace it with the correct idea. This is just Newton's laws. This is not quantum mechanics I'm talking about. Yeah, you're not even into the fun stuff yet. Uh, no. Okay, so in these re-education camps that you call freshman year of <laughs> re-education camp, uh, uh, call it well, that. Boy, that, that's a dark you, term, isn't it? <laughs> when you are re replacing the the standard beliefs of people with these other fancy ideas of yours, uh, if people's assumptions are that things move because force is applied to them, yeah, and that's not true, and that's a fundamental starting point, yeah. What do you replace it with? Uh. Newton's second law, which is that is that forces create accelerations, forces create changes in velocity, forces don't create velocity itself. Forces so, create changes in velocity. So something Newton's is Newton's second law. So 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 moving is the default. Yeah. In other words, a thing can Motion be moving. A thing can be moving at a constant speed. Uh, and no, I, I don't want to say it that way. It, I, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds. Okay. What, what causes it to move in the first place? Not a force. Well, motion is relative. So if I'm out in space and I see you go by on a rocket ship yeah, and I'm in my own rocket Sounds ship, cool. I say, I say you're moving. You say I'm moving. We're both right. There's no absolute re reference frame for velocity. Okay. For speed. There is no, there is no one. So, so velocity is, is, and always will be a relative term. Whenever you say something's moving, all you're ever, ever really saying is it's moving relative to something else. Hmm. So to get a thing moving, 
uh, is a little bit of a tricky question because what do you, because oh. it, it, I see. when you say something's moving, you're always saying relative to me or relative to the earth. And when you say the car's going down the street, when you say the car's in motion, all you're saying is the car's in motion relative to the trees and the street around it. Mm -hmm. And in the car's point of view, the earth is in motion in the opposite direction. Perfectly valid from the person in the car's point of view to say the earth is in, is moving the opposite direction. Hmm. So when you talk, talk about how to get things, you know, it, to get things moving, does it require a force that depends on what reference frame you're talking? You're yeah. In. I love it. Love it. So, it, and, this is kind of, and this is kind of a classic way to think when, when people are replacing an idea that they don't want anymore, yeah, they often don't just take the other perspective like that. That's sort of a swap one idea for another. But most yeah. people, when they're changing an idea or changing a perspective, they actually want a different way to think about something, not just right. the other side of an argument. Right. Different, a different way. And, and I guess fundamentally, whenever someone's doing this, the, the question becomes not just what does someone believe, but what function does it have in their life? What does it do for them? Yeah, right. Um, and actually, I, I've become a big believer in recent years in just the functionality of belief. You know, like, does it, how, how's that, how's that working? Does it serve you well? Yeah. What's, what's going on with that? Why do you, I mean, you must, yeah. you must, be, you, you hold it for a reason. And maybe you like that you hold those beliefs. I, I've realized as I've gotten older and done pastor work and interactions with lots of people, so many of us have beliefs that we don't want. We don't feel like beliefs hmm. that we hold are choices. We're like, I don't know, you know, I got, I got detached earlobes, you know, as opposed, and you know, I have, I have hazel eyes, and I have beliefs that you know wander around in my head. Oh, I'm not, yeah. Don't blame me for those things. Like I didn't. You know, <laughs> so, so are, are you talking about just, just, just things you came to believe growing up as a kid? You know, about God or about people or about the world? You just about just everything. To, yeah, about well, everything. When when you if you press most people, if you start with somebody and say, "Tell me something you believe. Tell me something that matters to you," and you just keep being an eight year old with them and going, "But why?" But yeah. you just keep drilling down on yeah. that. Yeah. At some point, we all just get to the spot where we're like, "Um, I'm out of. Th there are no yeah, more yeah. reasons for it. Yeah. It just I, I yeah. I'm just." I, it's there. I've, yeah. I've got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, sometimes you're like, and I'm really glad it's there. And sometimes you say, uh, I, I believe it. And it's been a real problem for me. Uh, right. And I, right. And, and you can acknowledge I, that, that, that there are things that you believe that are, that, that, that drag you down. Yeah. I don't know what's, I don't know what else, what else to do. Um, and I think that's the fundamental reality that sits at the base of a lot of this flat earth stuff or, or other views that to me seem yeah. to be so peculiar yeah um I, I, they're doing I something kinda, for people they they like they they help it helps them i think <laughs> in know? a lot of cases like particularly with religion which we talked about earlier I, I think that religion um helps people to identify with a group you know and there's yep. certain markers you have to have to be part of this group and you know there's a lot of safety and security and goodness in communities in communities like that, but sometimes the beliefs that you are required to hold in order to be a, a member in good standing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. get really weird. Yeah, 
you know, and sometimes those sometimes those lines between the in group and out group become really bright, and and there's a lot of hostility at those boundaries. And um, but I do think that that's one thing that these kind of beliefs can do is give people a sense of belonging. Um, you know, uh, little boxes of belonging. I think it's what Richard Rohr calls them, like boxes of belief and belonging, or something. He calls mm-hmm. churches churches boxes of belief and belonging. Yeah. And uh, I think it's pretty accurate. Um, yeah, so because the that, al- be, because the direct alternative to that can be really, really heartless, right? Right. Like, who, dis- who would you be? Who, and, <laughs> yeah. Who no. would you be without this yeah. without this group of of, of friends and, why, and family? And why would you want to be that? Like, just fundamentally, right. at some point, right. you know, you, you can just be right and alone. Yeah. And who, right, <laughs> what, right. <laughs> so you just sort of, Here, you just sort of r- writing, writing, writing your hit song alone in my principles. <laughs> uh, well, we do, you know, we do this full common good work and we hear people basically say a version of that all the time when we're like, you know, how do you stay in that church or how do you stay in that world? And they're like, well, it's where all my people are. Like what, yeah. what do you mean? What, what do you think I'm going to do? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, right. And that prove is that I'm a... right. Go sit by myself and be right, right. about something. Like, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I am not willing to do that. And I do think that's a big piece of it. I think there's part of our science world that is just hard for people to grasp, and people don't like to feel dumb. They people don't yeah. want to feel like they're the villain or that they're an idiot. Like, those are right. two things that, boy, people just really, <laughs> you know, don't make me the bad guy and don't make me the dumb guy. No, that's so, why people don't like math and science, math and physics sometimes is because, you know, at some point earlier in their lives, they made some mistake on a math problem and were made to feel dumb. Totally. About it. And boy, that does not go away. If it happens at a fresh enough age and at a vulnerable enough situation in their lives, it does not go away. Yes. Yeah. It's, 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 it's one of the permanent things. And that's a, that's a really deep function for a lot of us on why we think in, and believe things. Do you know this concept in uh, therapy called the the uh, the notion of the good enough mother? Uh, no. This idea. So it's a bunch of studies and stuff were done on like what what makes a good mom, right? So you take Freudian sort of theory and like, sure. like moms just play a role in human beings' lives. Like the the person that birthed you, you're sure you, you have some connection to that, you know, and. Basically, the idea is you can go from sort of a perfect mother to a totally uncaring mother. And those two extremes are are both a problem. So the notion is that Hmm. there's a good enough mother. You're cared for enough. You don't have to reach perfection. You don't have to, but you can't be abandoned. Like it has to be. Right. There's this space that you're like. It was good. And that notion sort of burns Mis- a lot. Mistakes of were made, but, but, but mom was always present and you were cared for. And it was good enough. Yeah. Yeah. And good this enough. idea yeah. of good enough is, is actually pretty great. You know, I, I think <laughs> the older I, I get, the more I think you're right. <laughs> I, th- I think even, even the notion, you know, if we go back to the Genesis poem, uh, the first three chapters, I think it, that whole Genesis poem is actually an argument against perfectionism. From, you know, if you have sort of the early Mesopotamian arguments of religion, you had the the perfect God removed in the perfect place where the perfect God can be. And through a series of emanations, God could create humanity because humanity was so bad. 
right? Right. And the goal of humanity was ultimately to become perfect like the gods or something. Right. And then this narrative steps in and says, and in the first day it was good and it was good and it was good and six goods and then it was or five goods and then it was very good. Mm -hmm. Not, and then it reached perfection. So it's almost like it was good enough, good enough, good enough, really quite good enough. And that idea I think is, I I just think it functions well as a counterbalance to perfectionism, right? Like, does it, does it function? Is, is it good enough? And I actually think that's how beliefs are about this stuff. And for some reason, 11% of the American population and maybe up to 30% of, you know, people while their brains are still in the 18 to 24 <laughs> year old range that are answering surveys are willing to say, I don't know that other belief about the earth. That's, that doesn't, that's not good enough for me. I, I, I'm comfortable with this one. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. And you know, the, there's there's also an element in that in that time of life, of of just sort of pushing back against the system, just in sort of safe ways. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm not going to believe what my parents believe. I'm going to be a Republican, not a Democrat. I'm yeah. going to be a Democrat, not a Republican. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just for the hell of it, because it kind of feels fun. I'm going to say the Earth's flat. Yeah, yeah. Take that society. You know, just yeah. I don't you know. I don't buy all of your systemic stuff. Like I really think there's sort of a look there's a youthful uh free thinker reject the system think great yeah all all for that the world's been made better by free thinkers and people that have been willing to say to establishments of every kind yeah i know you've said that this answer has come down with the authority from on high where whatever the on high is right and i'm calling bs on it yeah Buddha would Buddha would like it because you know the Buddha would love it. He'd be like you know what he told his people was you don't have to believe anything I say. Go and find out for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yep, and test what I'm telling you. And if it proves to be wrong, then then have a great life. Yeah, you know the the problem with that is in so many areas the cost of proving it yourself is so high, and the time to actually prove it out you can't. You don't have the time right. to prove right. all of it out. It, like, took, if you, it took human beings thousands of years to figure this stuff out. Right. Thousands of years right. to figure out the earth was in motion. I mean, it was not obvious. And I was talking to my son last night about it. It is totally not obvious that the earth is moving. Yes. No, no experience you've had, no argument that you can concoct in your head. No, no, no train of logic leads you to believe that the earth is moving. It's only because somebody you trusted told you probably your third grade teacher mm-hmm. and you see all these pictures and it's true though you believe it because this... somebody you trust told you and, that, and sometimes that's good enough yep it's good enough sometimes it has to be good enough and it's easy to say to other people uh, about other people's beliefs or ones you disagree with well you're just believing that because you heard this from somebody or you're just believing that because it's keeps you on the in group or you know, all this yeah. stuff right or, or yeah. hold your position in god or it lets you be a free thing whatever it is Without the self-reflection, we look, we're all picking authorities here. Uh, and yeah, I think that's right. the actual maturity right. is, yeah, there are just better authorities on some things than there are right. on other things. Right, right. People who have spent, should, their, yeah, spent their entire career studying a thing might know more about it than me. Yeah. And we should hold that a little cautiously and say, but they probably don't know everything. And right, even course, in their yeah. area of thinking, it's... 
there's there might still be some some growth of things but that yeah. i don't know that like gentle space with ourselves that you yeah know, one is trustworthy uh and good enough and these beliefs are they're they work yeah they function right uh, Right. And I think what gets people about flat earthers and all the rest of this is just, you're like, can I actually trust you in anything else? Like truly my friends that, yeah. that hint toward this stuff. I mean, maybe I'm just being That's a jackwad the, the, here, but I'm just like, <laughs> I, I don't know that I like, honestly, you're not taking care of my grandkid. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. It just causes yeah. me to be what yeah but but you know that comes from their side because it seems to me that and this is the my real problem with it is that for people to go off on those kind of conspiracy theories i mean they must have real they must really have serious like trust issues it's like do you really think that the entire advanced world is trying to pull this over your over on you like really who do you trust? Yeah. You know, and That's why? That's a great point. And, and, and it seems to me that there's a, there's this deep insecurity behind all of it that uh, really is kind of a, a kind of a, a sad thing mm. uh, in a sense. Um, the sense of not trusting your fellow man, just absolutely suspicious of everybody. Yes. Um, well, look, that's, I mean, that, that is at the core of just a lot of the stuff that I think is frustrating about conspiracy theories and, you know, people are popping things in about Trump and others. I have a bunch of friends that are like, Look, Trump is in, like, he's just the victim of this big witch hunt. And I'm like, okay, again, everybody is against yeah. him. Everybody, yeah. top to bottom. He's yeah. so with, with seamless. It's seamless. Yeah. Or yeah. the other option is he's guilty of these things and all the people around right. him. Have, <laughs> That's at some point. You just have to say, like, uh, the the alternative to this, and I'm not doing that. What's that law where it's like the simple explanation is the best? Uh, Occam's razor. Yeah. Occam's Occam's razor. razor. Because, because that doesn't always hold up as as you've said, like, well, maybe then that the earth is in motion doesn't, you know, doesn't get the simple explanation (laughs) is the best. Uh, Or, you know, your general oncology treatment probably is not your, your best bet, you know, uh, on, on, you know, uh, maybe my simplest explanation for how cancer works. You know, maybe it's not the sugar that I ate. Um, but at some point you just do want to be like, you can't, when the world has to have all of these moving parts and all of this, and why would, again, this question, which you raised earlier, why would people be lying about the earth? (laughs) Like what, what's the, right, right. What would the, what would the motivation for that be? And, you know, I was talking to my daughter, she's sort of, she's 21 and she's sort of, she's sort of, she's she's not a conspiracy theorist but she kind of has a little bit of a flavor of it yeah. we're talking about the the moon landing you know and uh and i mean she believes we landed on the moon but she was like but how do we really know and i was like well think of it this way i said you know if if, if that consp- if that was really faked i mean what a hundred thousand people worked on that on some at some level from the building and designing of 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 the you know the moon lander to you know just so many people supported that mission. I can't, you know, if, if I can't keep a secret in my own family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what'd you get mom for her birthday? Mm-hmm. You know, I can't keep that secret, you know, for a month and among five people, how could hundred thousand people yeah. 
be duped by this. You know what I mean? And, it's just, it's just and the again, scale of what? it is so, it's what you're saying about, you know, flat earth or, or what the, the Trump people, whatever. It's just the scale of it's so big. That's just not how the world works. Yeah, it's not how, that it, means people it, it, cannot keep it a secret. Um, it, Okay, now I haven't watched Sound of Music, but Yabit's just put in here. It's like you've when never waited. Hold on, hold on, hold Nazi, on. And I'm like, okay, hang on a minute. The Sound of Music is about re- revelation that a guy was a Nazi. Uh, wait, we, we got to back up. Yes, is the answer. It's not about that, but that happened in the movie. I, you've never seen the Sound of Music. Okay, we have got <laughs> to get this clear. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, uh, but I don't think the shocker here is that I haven't seen. I think the shocker is that. There's a movie about with a revelation that the guy was a Nazi, but that's not what the movie was about. Maybe well, that's the it, problem. <laughs> okay. Whole other. It was. Whole other, it was kind of about that. Whole, that that whole was a major. The the Nazi theme was a major theme in it, and it. The, when there the are Nazis, that's what it's about. Yeah. Uh, um. Okay. It, so so. <laughs> Okay. But yes, the, the whoever put the put the comment up there, uh, I, the answer to that is it's it is kind of like that. As somebody who has seen the movie like twenty times, uh, you've seen uh, it twenty. No, I'm just kidding you. Well, um, my mom played it all the time growing up, and then my children saw it when they were young, and they want to see it every Thanksgiving. Real sympathetic so, to that movie. Huh? Real Nazi sympathizers in the family. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Nazi story sympathizers. Um, <laughs> This is now. I mean, if this doesn't get flagged now for conspiracy theories, honestly, I promise you this 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 video on YouTube is going to get flagged because we have said Nazis and we've talked about conspiracy theories. There is no doubt in my mind. I, I'm not. I'm not even kidding you. This is this is a very real thing that's going to happen. So so uh, what you, is you get the multiple uh, strikes? So we're not in any. But if it, there's a whole thing that goes on. I got you. with these algorithms with this. Uh, we will we will come back to this, uh, friends and family, and uh, so, see what's going on. Okay, so but suppose it was like a historic. Suppose we were talking about the history of the of, of the of the. Hence, you know, hence the problem with with how they analyze this stuff via algorithms. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's a real it's a real problem. What information okay. you let out, what information you don't. Well, I mean, it's a good just, purpose. I see they're trying to trying to keep you know uh, hate groups from from circulating. Yeah, stuff. conspiracy. Yeah, I, I get it. And, and yeah. sound of music from playing on YouTube, apparently. I don't know. Um, okay. What, one final thing, this whole argument about why would people do this? What's the motivation? It, the thing that we should recognize. And for a lot of people, I know make these arguments. It goes back to that first notion that a lot of people had, which is, this is really an attack on God. So there are people who will tell a story that secular society is so committed to destroying God that they will conjure up all of these narratives from evolution to the cosmos because they want to remove God because in their minds, they want to remove all moral authority. And once you have all moral authority, then those leftist secularists can take over and can control humanity and extract what they want. So their argument is this is the long game played by the secular world that wants to destroy God. And their belief is that's a spiritual battle that people are willing to go to all ends to do. And yes, they would get a million people or a hundred thousand people to fake a moon landing to start to say that the, that Hmm. what the 
God says about the earth and the moon is not true. It's all a ruse for this ultimate control of earth and of all of humanity. So there is a narrative by which people say, that's what this is all about. And that's well, that would be people like us. We're like, that would be exhausting. That would be exhausting to believe that. (laughs) Oh, totally. It is uh, very but stressful, I, I, but but I do think that's the that's the deep motivation. Yeah. And I'll just say here, you know, to the algorithm and to all the rest, it's that's not true. That's not what's going on. That's not what education is doing. Um, that might be what Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida with Disney and with banning Good schools Lord. books, but that's not what's happening with you know science and astrophysicists right. and professors and birders like Paul Wallace. I saw a bumper sticker in my uh, church parking lot actually that said. Um, Science is not a liberal conspiracy. <laughs> I saw somebody posted a. My friend sent me a post that he did of an American flag and said, "This is my pride flag for Pride Month." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, man! Wow. Unbelievable, unbelievable!" Uh, well, hey, thanks to all the people in the in the chats. Uh, yeah, YouTube's thanks. been very alive. We like for you watching on YouTube, Yabits and uh, Kimberly. Glad you two are becoming buddies there, Peggy. Uh, good to see all of that. And Jonathan, uh, I'm going back, Mike, Jim, Wally, Tom, all the people. If you're not seeing all these, uh, Donato, uh, if you don't see all these, Jerry, all the places where you uh, are, it's because we have YouTube and, and Facebook and Twitter and Twitch and all the places where this stuff comes from. But if you want to watch anywhere, watch over on YouTube. It helps us. And if you want to listen only, we have a podcast of all this that you can share with family and friends and you know, it makes that hour on the elliptical machine all that much more glorious. <laughs> That's uh, right. You get, this, you get this nonsense rolling in yours. Thank you, Paul Wallace. You're welcome. It's fun. All right. And uh, may you run from one end of the earth to the other someday. Thanks, man. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>